You're listening to the Be Business Ready podcast with EEF's Consultancy Director, Martin Strutt. Join him every month for advice and guidance about the digital manufacturing future. Hello, and welcome to EEF's Be Business Ready podcast. I'm Caitlin Carpenter, and today I'm talking to Martin Strutt, a digitization and business growth expert at EEF, and Mark Bottomley, Company Director at Rockwell Automation, an expert in industrial networks and security. I'm also going to be talking to Vikram Singla, Strategy and Marketing Leader at Oracle, with expertise in leveraging technology for the modern CFO or COO. This is the third podcast in our recent series on the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or 4IR, presented in partnership with Oracle. The previous two podcasts touched on how manufacturers are implementing 4IR and the cybersecurity risks they face when they're using this technology. Today, Martin, Mark, and Vikram will be discussing how technology and digitization will shape the manufacturing workplace of the future and what manufacturers should be doing now to prepare for this new reality. So Martin, you've spoken with many manufacturers about how they're implementing 4IR and what some of the exciting technologies are that they've been implementing. What have you been seeing? Um, I think one of the most um, fascinating ones I saw um, is the use of um, collaborative robots. I think it's a really exciting development in in automation in that uh, whereas robots in the past have always been caged away and kept quite separate now to see them in the heart of a a production line doing tasks alongside people I think not only looks spectacular but is uh, I think opens up a whole new world of um, areas and opportunities Um, but I've also seen some really clever and exciting use of uh, virtual reality particularly in the medical sector where people have been t- doing some taking scans of organs and then putting them into into the virtual reality systems and enabling surgeons to see inside of people's bodies before um before they actually operate so i think there's some very exciting things that are happening in general in uh, in the industry so is it just about selecting one of these technologies and implementing it or is there a way that manufacturers can think more strategically about how they select what to do well, I think the thing is, I think it's really about finding, the, you know, starting with your business strategy. I don't think you go out to say, I'm going to automate, I'm going to invest in the fourth industrial revolution. You say, how do I compete as a business? And then you look for the technologies that can give you an edge in that. So you really have to start with your business strategy and then look for the technologies that can support you. So Mark, can you tell me a little bit what Rockwell's seeing in terms of what manufacturers are doing when they're implementing 4IR? Or one of the trends that we're seeing is, is the arguments being won. So up, up until maybe 12 months ago, we were still talking about um, customers still trying to explore the um, the opportunities that might be there. Uh, and I think where we are now is, is we're, we're really in the implementation phase. So, so most uh, of our customers are looking at ways of implementing um, a smarter machine or a... Or a um, Industry 4.0 or, or fourth industrial revolution um, standard within their plant, uh, and I think the thing that that we're seeing most is that that those that are being most successful are are as uh, as Martin said, they're implementing the things that they were doing previously, but now they're starting to do it in a smart way. So when you start looking at a a, a new process or a new opportunity, and you need to compete in in the new global environment. You need to start thinking about when I make this investment, is this investment going to be a part of a, a future connected enterprise? 
Um, in terms of some of the exciting technologies or strategies you've seen people implement, what are some of the ones that stand out? I think from a Rockwell perspective, there, there's some there's some very in, exciting technology around uh, independent cart technology. So, um, using uh, magnetic movers and things like that um, in in terms of moving um, component parts. Going back to what Martin said, one of the one of the challenges there is, is is not really looking at the technology first. It's trying to think of innovative ways to apply the technology. The other really interesting area and and one that we're right at the beginning of in in terms of the journey is is how you use some of the data. So the the new technology and the new environment that we're living in now means that manufacturing companies have always developed and, and produced huge, enormous amounts of, of information. And we're now at the, the point where manufacturing creates more data than everything else put together. So even when you think about Facebook and Instagram in terms of generating data, manufacturing now develops more than that. The challenge for our Customers is how they use it and how they mine that data. Uh, and we're seeing more and more partners like Cisco or Microsoft who are now actually coming into our environment. They're now starting to develop applications and, and software programs that enable our customers really to mine that data and understand where the parts of their plant are, where they can be most effective if they invest. Mm-hmm. And so how do you actually help your customers mine that data, as you say, and kind of come up with innovative ways to use that information? There are a vast array of, of, of products out there. We have a, a, a particular package called um, Factory Talk Vantage Point. That enables um, our customers to take data from everywhere. So rather than it just being off one particular in, uh, machine, if they're taking that data to a cloud or a local cloud, they can mine that data and, 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 and take any number of, of factors. So you might be talking about a particular speed counter or a sensor on a machine, but you might also be looking at environmental factors or something that's coming from their building management system. So being able to tie that together and, and recognize trends is, is a really powerful tool and something that we can do live, real time, rather than looking at a production, a production floor where traditionally you would have had sheets on the wall which showed you what, what yesterday's production looked like. The real advantage that we can, we can provide for those customers in doing it real time so that somebody can make a decision based on what's happening real time uh, and they probably have that information being delivered to them on their personal device rather than on a separate um, device or a separate screen that's attached to the machine. So do you have any specific examples or case studies of how you've seen this kind of digitization or t- new technology have a positive impact on companies? So the one that, that, that springs to mind most readily is, is we're a manufacturer ourselves. Um, we manufacture um, all, all of the, the automation products, the PLCs and sensors and things that, that, that we sell as an organization. Over the last five years, we've really applied that to our, our um, factories ourselves. Um, and we can see huge improvements in terms of wastage, um, reductions in the total number of um, SKUs that, that uh, have issues in terms of quality, um, but also other um, benefits in terms of energy management, just just in terms of um, making that production line more efficient, is is giving us huge benefits in terms of return on capital investment and things like that. Hmm. So EF recently released its investment monitor, and it found that UK manufacturing is actually lagging behind many other countries when it comes to integrating robots into the workplace. They found that for every ten thousand workers, the UK has about sixty robots compared with Japan and Germany, which have about 300. Um, For UK companies that are thinking about catching up with these other countries, how can they think about investing in technology and knowing if it's the right time to do so? 
and how will they select the right solution to help them get that competitive advantage. We are seeing the fact that at the moment the cost of the technology is coming down, so there's probably never been a better time to be investing in new technology. I mentioned collaborative robots specifically. The prices of those have probably halved in the last two years. Um, but I think all forms of automation, that the cost or the, 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 um, the, the benefits that you're getting per pound of investment, are, I think are increasing all the time. So there's probably never been a better time to do it. And I think the, the important thing is that businesses can't stand still. So they can't not do it because if, if they do, they're going to just fall far behind. Um, you know, our productivity surveys show that in the UK we tend to be behind other European countries in um, manufacturing productivity. And although manufacturing productivity has been improving, we're not closing that gap. And I think this is a golden opportunity for us to really do something to close that gap. And Siemens Jurgen Meyer recently led a report that said that Fourier could help drive $445 billion for the UK economy and create thousands of new jobs. He called for the government to form innovation hubs where companies could come together to try out new technology and network with each other for innovation. In the meantime, how could manufacturers learn some of these new 4IR technologies and talk to other manufacturers about their experience? Well, some of the things we're, we're trying to do are things like our Manufacturing Connect events where we, we will host an, um, a seminar for members where we'll go to a member site who's done something interesting and and I think it's a way of educating other members and demonstrating the kinds of improvements that you can make and I think um, in addition to that we have our online problem solving network which is an opportunity for businesses to log on and ask questions of others about you know how did you approach this problem how did you tackle this or you know, um, have you got any advice for, you know, some automation in high temperature applications and that sort of thing, those sorts of questions. So Vikram, at Oracle, you've helped many manufacturers digitize to boost productivity. Can you think of an example of a company that has successfully adopted 4IR technologies to help boost business growth? Yeah, sure, Caitlin. Uh, let's talk about uh, one particular firm called uh, Carbon Incorporation. Uh, it's a Silicon uh, Valley-based additive manufacturing company, uh, so-called so 3D, uh, 3D printing firms. Uh, it basically needed a platform to support their, uh, their hyper-growth and international expansion. And their director of uh, business operations, uh, he basically put it, the potential for so-called digital light synthesis technologies vast but we know we couldn't successfully grow our business without a secure, scalable, and connected, really, really important word there, suite of modern applications. So they were really looking for a platform uh, that could future-proof their business operations. Carbon now has been able to streamline business processes across organizational development, manufacturing, finance and services, they have a connected platform that can take advantage of increasing data that is available nowadays, but most importantly, they can actually act on it as the market dynamics change. And that is basically what 4IR technologies uh, provide. And to wrapping up, really, the most exciting thing for us is the fact that they have been achieved, uh, able to achieve impressive results within six months. And as they continue to partner with major brands uh, and scale their business, 
uh, will be able to support its changing, uh, changing demands. At our Manufacturing Connect events earlier this year, you spoke about mass customization. How does that connect with 4IR? Modern customer not just desires, but actually expects business outcomes, period. Many commercial models, for example, pay-per-use, performance-based contracts, subscription, etc., are a lot more mainstream nowadays. And there are multiple examples, uh, for, uh, you know, uh, including train as a service, uh, where manufacturer is selling train based on the usage of that particular asset rather than just selling the train and forgetting about it. Or tires, uh, which are sold on uh, per mile usage, or document as a service. And then from a competitive perspective, organizations are looking to move towards providing services or even experiences to increase their competitive differentiation and margins. So hence, sort of the move towards mass customization is almost a necessity. Uh, whether, we'll all, you know, whether we'll achieve customer segment of one, I'm not sure, um, but we can go a lot further with the, with the whole set of four IR technologies. Uh, you got to really understand your target customers, not just functionally, but emotionally at a lot more granular level. Uh, trust me, this mindset shift and the whole cultural alignment is probably the biggest challenge. And then deliver a personalized and relevant customer experience. And you need to do all of that profitably. So I think this is where kind of the whole set of 4IR technologies uh, uh, is quite exciting as they have the potential to take us a lot further so how do you think digitization provides more visibility to businesses? The economics and the ease of obtaining the vis this visibility and acting on it by feeding the data into one of the business processes will determine the extent of mass customization and profitability for getting that visibility uh, along, uh, along some key dimensions. And for me, those dimensions are uh, market, market visibility, uh, an example there is uh, obtaining syndicated data uh, from a consumer goods manufacturer perspective. So you can look at the sell, sell out, sell through, and uh, understand your customers a lot better. Uh, partner visibility, again, there is a lot more uh, uh, kind of partnerships uh, model going around. Uh, many manufacturers actually outsource a lot of their manufacturing as well. So the whole part of visibility and the reliability, whether it's uh, in terms of your brand reputation, whether it's uh, your ability to fulfill your final customer order on time, uh, all of that needs a massive amount of partner visibility. Uh, just the whole enterprise visibility as well. Uh, many companies, whether large or small, are a lot more global in their nature, global markets, global supply chains. And just having that visibility within your organization uh, can take you a lot further ahead. Uh, then finally, assets uh, in terms of so-called uh, Internet of Things or sensors, whether they are sensors to track your assets, sensors to track your fleet or your production. Uh, and then finally, social, uh, kind of in terms of news feeds around your customer sentiments or any other risks uh, which can happen to your supply chain. Right. Well, thank you for joining us today. It'll be interesting to see how UK manufacturers keep pace with competitors in other countries when it comes to their workforce and 4IR. 
We'll be back next time with another Be Business Ready podcast focusing on how manufacturers can strategically think about upskilling and recruiting a 4IR-ready workforce.